Welcome to the Hashimoto's Healing Podcast. I'm Chelsea, a fellow Hashimoto's warrior and registered dietitian. I'm here to help you through your Hashimoto's healing journey and get you feeling good. Each week we will dive deep and provide tips, tricks, and everything you need on your healing journey from myself and amazing guests in the community. If you're ready to start ditching those Hashimoto symptoms and jump headfirst into your own healing journey, then stick around. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hashimoto's Healing Podcast. Yay. I'm so excited. We have two beautiful, amazing guests here with us. We have Michaela and Cassie from Mama's Maternal Health, my girls who talk about anything and everything you need, pregnancy with Hashimoto's, breastfeeding with Hashimoto's, and they guide you through everything you need along the way. And I have been using their page like a Bible um, since I've been pregnant. And it has been so helpful. So girls, I'm so happy you're here again. And we get to chat more in depth and answer questions and just have some fun talking about all this good stuff. Yes. Yes. Thanks for having us. So happy to be here again. Always a fun time. Yeah. What'd you say? (laughs) I said we're hyped. Oh, I'm hyped too. I thought you said I'm wiped and I'm like, girl. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I love it. So good. So ladies, I just, gosh, there's so much after our first episode together, so many people were like resonating. They were like, oh my gosh, I got so many messages. And I was like, okay, I need to have them back on because we have stuff to talk about because Mm -hmm. no one ever talks about like, okay, you have Hashimoto's and then you get pregnant, which is hard in and of itself, but then what? Like, right. And I, I hear, this is one thing I definitely wanted to ask you guys was oftentimes, at least this is what my doctor told me was, oh, a lot of your symptoms are going to disappear. So like, don't worry about the Hashimoto's right now and just worry about (laughs) like the other stuff. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if that's how it works. So I'd love to hear your take on that. (laughs) Yeah. Cassie, could I start this one off? I was actually just going to say, Michaela, I think this is like your wheelhouse. So. This is my calling, Chelsea. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> because, because this is, it's very, to be honest, it's a little stressful for me to hear because the reason, so it's totally right. A lot of women, and I'm going to use the umbrella term of autoimmune diagnoses, not just Hashimoto's right now, but um, women with autoimmune diagnoses oftentimes feel their best actually while they're pregnant and they, and that's, you know, a reason why there's not a ton of pregnancy support in the autoimmune field because they feel great. They're like, oh man, like I've never felt this anti-inflamed ever. Right. (laughs) But really what's happening is that your body is putting everything that it can to the baby to make sure that you're feeling good to support this baby. And then what happens, um, again, very umbrella situation here, but you end up with a terrible flare up postpartum terrible. And it could lead to postpartum depression, postpartum rage, inability to breastfeed, um, like weight issues, inability to heal your hormones and balance. And it's because, um, oftentimes the autoimmune diagnoses are, are, the symptoms are because we're not taking care of our bodies. Right. So if during pregnancy, we're like, I'm going to just eat whatever, do whatever, whatever, because I feel great. We're going to have major nutrient deficiencies in our postpartum period, which is going to lead to our body being very, very angry with us. And so this is probably the most passionate topic that I have, like in my, yeah, because within our program, I focus on the prenatal aspect and Cassie is really like breastfeeding, hormone healing, like postpartum. Right. Um, it's so, 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 so important to make sure that you are checking off all your boxes when it comes to your health in the prenatal period, because your postpartum will de- is depicted by that prenatal period. And, you know, <clears throat> maybe you're just like, I'm just kind of winging it because like, I'm living my best life. This only happened once. But what also only happens once is being a first time mom and breastfeeding for the first time and healing for the first time. And if you want to be able to be the mom that you want to be and have the energy that you want to have as a new mom, you need to make sure that prenatal period is 100% taken care of so that postpartum you feel good too. And I'm not going to say you're going to feel perfect. You gave birth, right? Like you gave birth. But that healing time is going to be so much shorter. Um, 
if you take care of your nutrition. So that was a big umbrella answer too. Yes, a lot of women feel great during their post their sorry, prenatal period because their body is so focused on their baby. So it's just like, I'm doing everything for the baby here. And it leaves mom with nutrient deficiencies postpartum and that will lead to a postpartum flare up. So I hope that answered the question. That was quite the roundabout, but <laughs> no, totally. you do need to add? Yeah. yeah, actually, if I could add, this is something that I thought about too. Um, when we were talking before Chelsea is that like, especially in that early, that first trimester, you're having this terrible morning sickness. So it's like, you know, you're almost focused and like your, your diagnosis and your, your Hashimoto's is in a bit of maybe some remission and you're not feeling as strong symptoms, but you're having all these pregnancy symptoms. So you're like, I'm just doing what I can to take care of this it's really overwhelming to sit there and say, okay, well, I have all of this nausea all day long, or even just in the morning or at night, whenever your nausea occurs or whatever your, you know, those, especially in that first trimester, those symptoms are low energy levels, you know, um, all of those things. It's hard to sit there and try and say, okay, how am I going to like take care of myself during pregnancy, take care of my Hashimoto's and make sure that I'm getting properly nourished. Um, and so I feel like that's like, you know, just adding on to the importance of that prenatal support early on, like, because that's so many things I'm just picturing, like, I don't know, is it like Cinderella that has like the trays on all the sides in her head and she's about to like fall over (laughs) because she's got like just so many things to balance on her own. Um, so I feel like that's just like adds all into it to, you know, it's not necessarily your fault that it happens. You know, it, it's one of those things where it happens to, the best of us. And it happens, you know, regardless of certain things or whatever you do, but having that support can help to make sure that you're not getting to that point that you can balance it all. And it's not just on you For too. Sure. Totally. And like, I'm was a good answer. It was a good answer. Selfishly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm asking all the questions I need to know because <laughs> For those who don't know who are who are tuning in, I am pregnant. I'm currently 17 weeks pregnant when we're recording this. And it's been crazy. And these girls have like tremendously helped me so much in the DMs. I'm like, is this a positive pregnancy test? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. It's freaking out. Um, but it's so true that like when my doctor said that to me and they know what I do for a living. Um, I'm not very quiet about it. Um, they, I was like, that's not true. Like, yes, I may feel like my Hashimoto specific symptoms aren't there, but they're still there. If I haven't put them in remission, I'm just worried about not puking my brains out and sleeping enough. And there's other things that come to the forefront of our mind. And that's not to say that's everyone's story, but I definitely, I personally, I want to go to the opposite end of the spectrum. And this is one of those selfish questions. Cause I'm like, Oh, I got questions for you. Um, if I feel like my symptoms, I'm not feeling worse, but they're coming out more. So the bloat, um, waking mm-hmm. rapidly, not just cause of pregnancy, just like, eating things that my body's like, no, and just support that way. I know a lot of women struggle with weight gain during pregnancy and the mental aspect of it. And then you throw on an autoimmune disease. It's like, what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you, yeah. Yeah. Can I go for it, Cassie? Yes, please. This is all your wheelhouse. Okay. So I am letting you go for it. <laughs> oh, well, I kind of wanted to add on to last question and maybe it'll like kind of spill over to this actually. But um, so speaking of thyroid specifically within the prenatal period, our thyroid's on overdrive. So like for somebody to say, don't focus on your Hashimoto's, like it's fine. It's actually like insane because your body, like you are put on, well, if you're on medication, you're most likely put on a higher dose of medication your, your thought, your thyroid is on overdrive. You're producing like a huge amount of hormones in order to, uh, help this pregnancy. So that is specifically thyroid health that like, it's just so highlighted that we need to take care of ourselves. So everything that we learn in Hashimoto's school with Chelsea, I know that's not what it's called, but, um, everything that Chelsea provides is 
that impactful during your pregnancy too, specifically with Hashimoto's and thyroid disorders, because it's your, your thyroid is all of a sudden, like, like the goal usually with your thyroid is, I know everyone's not watching. I was about to do a visual, but um, who's listening, your thyroid's very level, right? That's the goal. Whereas all of a sudden when you're pregnant, a quote unquote normal thyroid is not level. It's actually increasing. Your, your hormones are increasing. So it's like, you're, it's just such a state of change. So we need to make sure that we are, you know, really doing everything in our power. But so Chelsea, you said that when it comes to like the mental aspect of autoimmune diagnoses plus, and specifically thyroid, Mm -hmm. um, and prenatal health, I think that weight gain during pregnancy is always scary. Um, not enough weight gain during pregnancy and that can be thyroid related too. um, is always scary. And I think that that's another reason in itself of having such an amazing support team, whoever that is around you, because what's most important is that, you know, that you're doing everything like Chelsea. I know that, you know, that you are promoting the most best health that you can. I know that, you know, that you're like, incorporating movement into your life as best as you can and you're incorporating stress relief as best as you can so for Cassie and I we really focus on you know what are these pillars and that's like mindfulness our nutrition our lifestyle like movement stress factors and how can we make sure all of those are taken care of so focus on what we are doing, not necessarily the results, because we don't, that, that's not something we can control. What we're want to focus on is making sure that all of our base levels needs are met so that we, so that you, the pregnant person come out healthy, your baby comes out healthy, you know, all fingers crossed all around, you know, we're doing everything in our power. So there's no, like, I think that for, for me specifically, like when it comes to mental health, you know, things, it's always about what can I control? And what you can control in the situation is those pillars I was just talking about. Right. So totally. does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think, <laughs> I think it's any healing journey, right? Cause it's always a new healing journey, whether what, from when you go from not being pregnant to yeah. pregnant, or even like, we're like trying to get pregnant and then postpartum, it's all a new, your body's going through something new at each level. And we, yeah. those pillars, right. I, our pillars yeah. are very similar. My nutrition, yeah. lifestyle community, right. Like yeah. we got it is, is the foundation of each level that you're getting to. And I think a lot of us, because we do feel better. I'm saying that with quotes during yeah. pregnancy that we almost feel like it doesn't matter, but this is where the importance of this like prenatal and what we mean by prenatal is, um, before you give birth pregnancy, um, is keeping these foundational things, just bring them up to the level you're at and where you're at in your health during your pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And it's just so important to have these, these pillars with you from before you even try to conceive, right? Like just health mm-hmm. in general, regular healing journey yeah. to trying to conceive, to conceiving, to first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and then fourth trimester, which is postpartum. Mm-hmm. And this is something I want to talk about too. And I know Cassie's like the postpartum queen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> because you, like you mentioned, I know one of the, the most messages I've gotten since announcing my pregnancy is what are you planning on doing postpartum? Mm-hmm. Um, or, Oh, I'm, po- I'm this many months postpartum. I'm really struggling. Like what's your plan? And I'm like, girl, I'm not even thinking that far ahead yet, but I know it's something that people really struggle with. So Cassie, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear kind of um, your take on um, thyroid specific, if we can, mm-hmm. with like, how to prepare, but also use what you do in our, like as tools in postpartum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things, and like, this is why we do what we do. It's, this is why we combine. It's not just here. Let me give you breastfeeding and postpartum support. Like the amount that we put into this pregnancy, the amount, like, you know, if we have clients working like I am so grateful for Michaela because she makes my job and my end so much easier because 
she's there making sure that they're putting that time in. And I, I, I truly believe that women in this postpartum, especially with an autoimmune diagnosis, especially with Hashimoto's have a significantly better postpartum experience when they have, when they make sure that they're catering to those needs for their, their symptoms during pregnancy. Um, another huge thing is the, just the prep, like the prep that you have in that prenatal period, like, you know, what do you want your birth to look like? What is your birthing preferences? What is your plan on breastfeeding? Do you have the knowledge in the prenatal? And that's one of the things, you know, we, we focus on giving that prenatal education and postpartum support Mm -hmm. so that you're not going into this postpartum, like, especially as a first time mom going in and being like, okay, so what is the, what, what am I expecting during birth? What am I expecting in the first 24 hours of postpartum? What am I expecting in the first 48 hours? And I think having what, like, obviously we're going to, we're going to meet you where you're at. And like things happen during pregnancy, things or during birth and, and postpartum that we, there's so only so many things we can do, but having that expectation and idea of what you want is going to take you so far like just mm-hmm. tremendously, like, and I've seen, you know, time and time again, women that, um, cause I also work in the hospital. I see women that have done the prenatal education as for first time moms. And there's, you know, there's always the questions and all of that, but they t- typically tend to be calmer. They typically tend to feel better overall. They typically tend to have less struggles with breastfeeding than women who don't, they just kind of were like, it's so during pregnancy, it's understandable. It is so stressful to think about, you know, three months from now, four months from now, five months from now, when you get to that point of postpartum, it just doesn't feel real at this point. And there's just so much going on in your pregnancy. It's so hard to want to plan for it. Like that just seems so (laughs) far away and it's, it's so stressful. I'm sure you, you're like, I'm like, I don't mm." like (laughs) thinking about that. You're just not there yet. Um, and that's okay. Like you're still pretty early, but getting to that, you know, second half of your pregnancy, having, you know, just slowly incorporating learning about what you want out of your birth, out of what you want out of your breastfeeding experience, researching your hospital, doing all those things will significantly help in that first week of life of your baby's life and your first week postpartum. And that really sets the tone for your postpartum experience. Obviously there's complications that come back here and there, but those are things that, you know, with the right support team, that, that is manageable. That is, but that first like week, that first, even that first two weeks can be really, really sets the tone from those first couple of days from your birth experience and all of that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, like, I know it sounds like, okay, so what do you do? Like once you're having these issues and all that, and obviously that's an individualized basis, depending on like what symptoms you're feeling and all that. But I really truly believe that that prep in that prenatal period is like tremendous for your, your birth outcomes, your breastfeeding outcomes, your postpartum um, energy levels and stress and all of that is so, so impacted by this, by this prenatal period. For sure. I would love to add something. Yeah, totally. Yes, please. <laughs> great answer, Cassie. That was great. But I just wanted okay. to add um, that when Cassie says, when she's talking about the prenatal education, you know, a lot of people think about their birthing classes, right? Or like these like classes, mm-hmm. just like classes. And every single mom that we have talked to who goes to these classes, they're like, well, I mean, it was good, but it was really long and I got nothing out of it because it was overstimulating and it was four hour long. Like some of them are like four hours long and you're like, how am I, so you're telling me I can learn how to raise a human in four hours on a Saturday afternoon. Like it's just not how it goes. So I, I, I just wanted to highlight this because Cassidy's so amazing at it. And I just wanted to give her love about it that, you know, with our clients, what's different is that we start, like she said, the end of the second trimester, it's every meeting. We talk a little bit more, a little bit more. So by the end, it's not something that's stressful anymore because it's taken care of. And like one of our clients, literally, she's like, you know, I'm not stressed because I have you guys for that. Like she just said that. And it's just, you know, that's what we want our women with Hashimoto's women with autoimmune diagnoses to feel that we don't want them to feel like they have an extra burden because of 
themselves. Like they, you are a gift. All right. Your baby is a gift. You are a gift and you should be treated as such. And so this is, this should not be an overwhelming process, but we really, really urge, and it might be kind of a, you know, a little bit of a slap in the face, but really like, you gotta start that prep or else like, this is a massive transformation and that overwhelm is going to hurt. Like it's gonna hurt. Mm -hmm. And so we want you to start prepping early, a little bit at a time, you know, like, like to write something per week, what am I going to do this week? I'm going to get this prep. And so I just wanted to say that. And one more thing is that if we ignore this, if if we're into like manifesting or whatever, whatever your spirituality basis is, but you see something right. And you're picturing it. And the more you picture it and the more you feel it out, the more likely it's going to happen. And you're going to bring that into your life. And I think that there's so many women that are like, Oh, we'll see how it goes. And it's like, do you do that with your financial goals or your professional goals or your whatever? Like you don't. So like, this is a human bringing onto this earth and like, you're, it's amazing mother. And like, you want to be amazing and like allow it to happen, you know, and like trust that your plan is going to, is going to happen because you're, you're planning for it. And so I just wanted to add that. So thank you. All right. I think I'd like, you know, Sorry, you go. No, no, yeah, go. I was just going to say, I think we learn so much. Uh, We try and take what, like, I've Googled so many things, like, just from being diagnosed from Hashimoto's and then on top of that pregnancy. And it's like, no one's story is your story. No book is going to give you everything you need because your body is so individual when it comes from everything, your whole pregnancy to um, postpart to postpartum to birth, like the birth itself to breastfeeding or feeding in general to raising your kid. And it's, it's, I definitely have found that the thing that I see the most when it comes to Hashimoto's is that postpartum flare. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. Cause that's all people mm-hmm. see when like you Google Hashimoto's and pregnancy, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna feel like crap for like years. Good luck. So what do you, like, what do you guys, I know you probably have worked with a Thai woman with Hashimoto's and have done some research on it. And like, what would you say, or what would advice would you give to someone who's just like trying to figure out how to fend for a new human being, mm-hmm. just got through tri- like pregnancy and birth, who is now in a total flare, not sleeping, stressed, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cassie, all you I mean, yeah. So one of the things as we prepare, we know that babies don't sleep through the night. So we have to eventually prepare for that. And that, that's going to, that's going to happen regardless. It is going to impact your energy levels, but what we can do is prioritize you and prioritize your health. Um, you know, make it so that you're, you know, you have things in the prenatal period, like, can we have freezer meals? Like, can you prep freezer meals that you can pull out. So you're making sure you're eating. Um, another thing that we, I like to say is because you don't, doctors won't test your, your thyroid levels until six to eight weeks postpartum. That's a long time. That's a really long time. So, and one of the things is we know is that our milk supply is affected by our thyroid hormones. Mm -hmm. And we have these huge swings during, like a lot of women experience these huge swings in this postpartum. And that's why they don't test till later because they want it to stabilize out. But what are you doing in this time? You know, if you're, I know I'm like, right. It's like, wait a second. Cause if you're on a higher dose of medication, but you don't need that high dose. Okay. Just the science part of me is like, wait, how would that ever make any sense? Doesn't it not make sense? It doesn't. This is probably one of the things that gets me going probably the most. (laughs) And if you think about it, if you are clinically, so Typically, if you are swinging hyper, you have, you'll have a tendency for a higher milk supply. If you're swinging hypo, you have a tendency for a lower milk supply, just how the hormone, uh, how TSH and all of that like interacts um, with prolactin and all of that. But if you're trying to breastfeed two months down the road, if you're not having a milk supply, you're not, you're not going to get there. You know, if you're having an excess of milk supply and you're you know, your body just can't handle it. You might be at risk for engorgement, which is painful and which could lead to mastitis. You know, these things should be managed more closely and they're not. So 
that's one of the, like the biggest things I think too, with Hashimoto's is you may have to get levels checked yourself, you know, depending on what your insurance, you know, looks like and all of that. Um, I know some places it's cheaper than others. Some places it's not. Um, and maybe well, even coordinating tests. with your doctor. Yeah. Or at home tests, all of those things, whatever way you can get those tested and looked at and, you know, your doc, maybe you have an amazing doctor and they'll be able to say, okay, I see you. I understand what this is doing to your body. Let's adjust your meds and come back to it. Like, you know, in a week or two. Um, but I always tell women, if you're seeing, like, if you all of a sudden see a drop in supply, or you get to the point where you having a low supply, you're not getting up, go. And like, even if your doctor won't check your levels, go and get yourself tested because that's not only going to help your milk supply. That is an indicator. And I, I love to use it as an indicator. And obviously it is a huge impact. Like if you're not having a milk supply, your emotions and self-confidence are going to be so low. But then at the same time, like you, we, we know how much thyroid levels and, and our thyroid impacts our energy levels, our self-confidence are just everything. So that is a huge indicator. Like if your milk supply is low, that's an indicator to say, okay, I might also not be feeling great. I might also be extremely exhausted. I might be having like other flare up issue, you know, whatever it is, your, you know, I know Michaela, you have, you have your psoriasis, like all of these things can show up and be because your levels are not corrected and they're not. So I know some women and this, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose. I can't do anything. I know some women know their body really well and can adjust their medications on their own, but some, you know, maybe go to their doctors and say, you know, just depending based off of where you're at with your, with your Hashimoto's. But, um, I think that is going in itself is going to impact that journey too. In those first two months, that's huge. Like that is huge. And if you're not, if you're not healing, if you're not able to take care of yourself because of all this going on, it is going to take longer to get to that point of feeling like yourself again. You know, if we can get this figured out within the first month, that is going to significantly reduce your time to healing Right. Then if you waited to that two month mark, you know, and it just, it, you know, how it kind of spirals from there. Yeah. Um, you know, we can treat the Hashimoto's symptoms, but if we don't dive down into what actually is causing that, then we're just kind of putting a bandaid over a geyser, you know? Right. And I think the, like the craziest thing is that a lot of women, get diagnosed with Hashimoto's postpartum, Mm -hmm. I think because of all these fluctuations and they're not Mm -hmm. being checked and like light bulb moment. Hello. Um, I'm like, Oh, cause you know, you hear so often that, Oh, I got diagnosed at three months, 10 months, postpartum, 17 months, postpartum, but it took them 17 months to say, Hey, I feel like crap, not because I'm a new mom and I'm not sleeping and I'm not eating, but because I have something going on and that's not normal. (laughs) I was just going to say, Chelsea, that like this, this, now I'm not going to add to it, but you were talking about flare ups before, Mm -hmm. but flare ups is now so expected, but it's not normal. It is not normal to have a flare up. It is expected, Mm -hmm. but it's not normal. But to add to that, to add to that, your pregnancy (laughs) symptoms are accept are expected, but they are not normal. Right. And that's something that has been taught to women. We expect to feel like shit our first our first trimester. We expect to have you know we, we expect to feel like garbage, but that's not normal. It's not normal. And like this we are so passionate about what we do because there's just not enough pregnancy support because women are just they, they, I mean, we're amazing. Women are amazing. We can do a million things. We're amazing, but like, we need the support. This is the biggest transformation that we've ever gone through in our life. We are creating another life and this is a big change. Um, it's, it is not normal to feel like garbage and that's why. So what's wrong with me then? (laughs) Well, it's not either wrong. Like we have, like everyone has, is everybody is going to go through their, symptoms but really the the highlighted point is that it, and as a society we just kind of let women feel right. like 
garbage. And like, it's not like, it's not normal. And like, that's why I feel like in the last couple of years, we've seen pregnancy programs, like really start to like pop up because women are like, wait, this is, this is, this is trash. Like, no, no, we're supposed to feel good. Like, no, we're supposed to feel good. And so we're really starting as a society to understand that this is like, this is big for women and they deserve to feel good throughout the process. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to highlight that. Totally. And it's so funny because it's, it's like, this is the best time of your life. And I'm like, Oh, is it? Is it really? Oh, okay. Who knew I missed that boat. (laughs) It's hard too. Yeah. You think about too, just like at a base level, like in 12, like if you look, if you're doing like the four trimesters in 12 months, the amount of like, just at a base level, the amount of hormonal shifts that your body goes through, even for someone who doesn't have Hashimoto's or an autoimmune diagnosis, like the amount of hormonal shift, because all of this is, and which is why women are hormonal, which is why we have all these things. And it's a beautiful, amazing thing, but it is a like pregnancy and all of that. Obviously there's work, like things that go into it, but it is at base level, a hormonally driven thing. So you're having your progesterone, you have prolactin, you have oxytocin, you have like all of these hormones that you shift, that take you through the shifts that take you through first trimester that take you, even if you want to get nitty gritty, like within the first trimester, the, the things that occur, the things that happen, you have your first trimester, your second trimester, your third trimester, the fourth trimester, all of these things, the body is doing different things. Um, there's different like states where you're catabolic and then you're anabolic. And then it's just, you go back and forth Mm. and going back and forth between all of these states takes a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. And especially if you already have Hashimoto's, like that is just that much more stress on your body that puts into it. So you just have to be that much. I'm just like going off on a soapbox here, but like, you just have to be that much more aware, which sucks. But at the same time, you know, that's why the support is necessary and needed. Uh, Well, I think it gives us an opportunity to truly learn our bodies more. Absolutely. Right. Like this is this, you could, I always say there's two ways to take things. It could be super negative and our instincts are go negative usually, but then we can catch it and figure out how to make it into a lesson or something that we, a gift, right. That we needed. And I think that when it comes to Hashimoto's and pregnancy and postpartum, we're only told the negative things and like expect the worst, good luck. And, um, but then you add in things like um, so many women with Hashimoto's have PCOS, insulin resistance, mm-hmm. um, gestational diabetes, or like there's so many other factors that have to do with your hormones yeah. and your thyroid that if not taken care of, right, if not using the foundational things that we learned um, prenatal and then also postpartum and take all that to account on top of getting tested frequent, frequently. Yeah. Like I know I go every four weeks, but I had to demand that Like yeah. my doctor was like, Oh no, that's not necessary. And I'm like, I'm going, <laughs> I'm doing it. So, um, and then I also had a doctor tell me that like a TSH of whatever was fine. And it was way higher than what they recommend in pregnancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which guys you can Google, talk to your OB with what's normal for them. But I was like, I had to educate them. And I'm like, I'm so lucky. I know this. I, I, I say I'm not lucky because I know too much, but I'm lucky that I know, right. Like when you guys get pregnant, you'll also be like, I know way too much. I'm laughing because Cass and I are going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't. We're going to be, yeah, we're going to be like, they're going to be like, we're so done with you. (laughs) Well, honestly, here's the thing. It's like some things I play naive because yeah. for my mental health, I'm not a client. It, I'm a, I'm a human. Like I, mm-hmm. not that my clients are, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's my life and, and being, I'm not the coach, right? Yeah. I'm not the coach in this situation. And yeah. I think I've worked with so many women who are postpartum, but also pregnant. Um, Actually, like almost all of my clients got pregnant over COVID. And I was like, I don't know what magic dust I have, but okay. Like 2020, (laughs) I think like five of them did. And I'm like, cool, that's so great. But 
and I've coached so many women through it. And then I get to me and I'm like, oh no, I can't eat protein right now. Like it's not working or cut. Mm -hmm. I need, I've been having dairy and this is something I want to talk about because there's a whole mindset shift. So a lot of what I teach is experimenting with foods to find what works best Mm -hmm. for you, right? There's no one size fits all. If dairy works for you, girl, go for it. Have a blast, take a bath in it. It doesn't work for me. And I wish it did, but it's the only thing that I could keep down. And Mm -hmm. I knew I needed pro you need protein to build a human. Mm -hmm. And the, my mind was playing all of these tricks on me saying like what are you doing like you shouldn't right this is this isn't this doesn't make you feel good and it didn't but also I need to eat to build a human so it's like how do you play that game prenatally prenatally is that a word yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the prenatal period with food aversions, morning sickness, Hashim, like just thyroid issues, gaining weight. Like, I know we kind of touched on that, but it's really hard to decipher a lot of the, uh, what do I need to build a human? But like, what is my body like? That's Mm -hmm. a great question. And I, Cassie, could I do it? Could I take? Yes. I was hoping you would. (laughs) Okay. This is Um, you girl. All right. Um, when like, so depending on the food, aversion like we said for every single pregnancy is different you know what are your food aversions what are not your food aversions what are your whatever so our first step is to eat food so that's what you did because you're like I need food so was it better to not eat anything at all but not eat dairy whatever or is it better to have calories for ourselves and you made you know you made the right decision as the amazing dietitian you can use me as a case study yeah (laughs) you know what I mean this is you yeah. could not, but well, no. So, and you did the right thing. And so the first step when it comes to food aversions and nausea is making sure is getting our vitamins in. Right. So right. that would be the, I, I agree with what you did because you're getting in nutrients, you're getting in vitamins and that oh, the, the hope, right. Is that it will allow other foods to be okay. And we're going to like, let's have some, let's try something else. And so really step one is what exactly what you did is we need to feed whatever we can eat. Please eat it. Please, please, please eat it. Um, and I wanted to, I feel like Cassie and I, we can get so passionate and so like specific, but I also wanted to like almost bring it down to a couple notches for a second of that because of all of these things going on and like how, like just how much energy it goes into it. That's why the support at such a individual one-on-one level is so important because it almost, it brings you back down to earth. You're like, what can I do? Okay. I'm going to eat a balanced meal. Then I'm going to walk, you know, because a lot, a lot of our clients tend to be type A women who want to make sure they're doing everything in their power. Right. Like that's what we, that's our clients. And so bringing uh, them down to earth and saying, this is what we can do today. Yeah. Like that's really, and then taking away that overwhelm and taking away the anxiety taking away that emotional, like I'm going to need an autoimmune coach, pregnancy coach one day. Cause it, cause like you said that you actually said that Chelsea, that you're like, I'm not like, I now all of a sudden I'm feeling it. And so like you've coached people and having, having a support system that will keep you accountable to taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. Um, and I just think that's a really like beautiful thing. So I wanted to almost like bring it down. And it's like, oh, yeah. yes, there's so much going on. I literally Googled will cheese kill my child? Like, you don't know. Yeah. Right? It's weird. Yeah. So and going back to what you're saying to Chelsea, just to add on what Michaela was saying. Um, I feel like so often women have to be, especially with Hashimoto's, especially with autoimmune diagnosis, they have to be the person that goes between their OBGYN, their endocrinologist and all that to say, no, this is how it needs to be because there's not the expert in, you know, you might have an OBGYN that has some knowledge. You might have an endocrinologist that has some knowledge on price, like back and forth. But like a lot of times women find themselves being like, you know, you, and you have to advocate for yourself 100%, but like you also deserve to be the client. You also deserve to be a patient. You also deserve to be taken care of because that's, that's what they are supposed to be doing. That's what 
you know, you're paying them to do ultimately. Literally. Like, like you should, you should feel comfortable and confident. And sometimes that, unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. So I just wanted to like highlight that too, because I think a lot of times, you know, how you said, like, you've done all the Google searches, you know, you got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and you're like, what do I do now? And finding out like, you know, so you've done all this research, you know, all this stuff and, but you also still deserve to be taken care of on a base level. You're about to be someone's mom for the rest of their life. But you know, in this time, like you don't know what's going on always and you deserve to, to have support and deserve to have someone who can take care of you too. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is like making me emotional. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, I love that. And I agree though. I think that we often just, and this is in any healing journey, listen to the person yeah. who's giving us medical advice. Yeah. And while that's a great thing to do in most <laughs> scenarios, they're not always... your team, your healing team, don't always talk um, and don't always know what the other person is saying and doing. And I think that's why it's so great. What you guys are doing, especially with your new program coming out Mm -hmm. is you guys are the team. Like you are able to look at what, what's going on in your client's life and in these women's lives and say, Hey, here's how you can advocate for yourself. Here's how you can be supported. Here's how you almost like, not only are you guys dietitians, but you're co- mm-hmm. like, you're coaching them through this beautiful experience. I'm mm-hmm. laughing because I hate now I'm like, I don't like when people tell me it's a beautiful experience. Cause I'm like, yeah. oh, you saw my toilet bowl. You would disagree, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. so I would love for you guys to talk about what your new program is and how it's going to help all these women during prenatal and postpartum, especially with Hashimoto's and like what this magic is going to do for them. <laughs> Cassie, should I start? And you, you make a grand ending present. Wrap how about up that? Well. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> so basically I feel like this entire call has like is talking about exactly what we do, but ultimately um, we have a one-on-one pro uh, consulting program called the healthy autoimmune pregnancy protocol. And so what we do is we take women in a very, 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 very intimate um, coaching way um, through their entire pregnancy. We optimally, we like you to sign on within your first trimester, but you know, second trimester is cool too, but as early as you can, because we know that that prenatal health, like we were talking about earlier, is going to depict your postnatal health. And so what we do is we take you through um, first trimester, second trimester, that's nutrition, lifestyle, stress management, your community, kind of like what you're just saying. Um, and by the end of the second trimester is when Cassie really starts to work with you in preparing that vision for your postpartum experience. So if what is your breastfeeding plan or infant nutrition plan, you know, sometimes we have moms that just want to pump and like, that's cool, but deciding that, um, and then also creating a birthing plan and we go through step by step, um, at every call, it's like 15 minutes at the end of the call is for the birthing situation, for the, birth, the infant nutrition. And it's really helping you do it in bite-sized pieces because like that's the, our, our happiest clients. They're like, it's because I didn't have to worry about it. Like you guys, I have you for that. And like their friends are like, are you going to go to this birthing class with us? And she's like, nah, like sounds really stressful. So the idea is to make it bite-sized pieces so that you are not stressed really optimally ever. That's not, you know, necessarily possible, but we want to decrease stress as much as possible and overwhelm. Um, but then postpartum, we're right there. I mean, virtually we're there during your birthing experience and that, that breastfeeding and right in the beginning, that's when Cassie is going to be like in the, in the messenger with you all the time. So you have access to us 24 seven messaging. We have one-on-one calls. I'm just, uh, so Cassie prepares you for breastfeeding. She does a ton of education prenatally, postnatally. She will be your BFF to make sure that you get through any of the roadblocks that come your way for breastfeeding. Because ultimately, really the reason why many people, many women quote unquote fail at breastfeeding is not because of them. It's not because of them. It's because of that support team. And that might be, you know, mm-hmm. are my thyroid, what, or what are my thyroid levels at specifically for Hashimoto's, but more importantly, there are very 
there are a ton of regular breastfeeding issues, quote unquote, again, that really having that support that's always by your side, not just a 15 minute lactation counselor appointment, but always by your side to get through that, it takes away the anxiety. Um, and we lead you all the way to intro to solid foods six months postpartum. So it's taking away all those new things and just get like having that intense support system to get you from point A to point B. And you are a beautiful mama. You're an amazing mama with all of her needs met. And our goal is to like our clients, their husband or their partners or whatever. Um, they're always like, wow, like you cried so much less after you joined or like, like stuff like that, you know? And it's, it's like, you're you know, your partner can't be everything for you. You know, that's, that's a relationship statement, but this is another thing. Like your BFFs can't be this for you. They might not understand. They probably don't understand it. They don't have Hashimoto's or an autoimmune diagnosis. And so anyway, Cassie, I'll let you like finish up. I, that was kind of ranty, but really it's, no. that, that's my feelings around it. Yeah. I mean, it's really like kind of how Michaela was saying, like, it's really kind of, we, we designed it obviously you're going to get that education. You're going to get that support, but we designed it to kind of hold your, I like have a visual in my head. I wish I could like paint it for you, but I'm a terrible artist, (laughs) but like hold your hand from this beginning journey because like we live in a society where mothers are, are isolated. Pregnancy is isolating unless you have like your group of pregnancy gals, but everyone's pregnancy is different. Like, you know, we don't live in a society where you know, it takes a village. Like we just, we don't, we don't lean on that. We don't do that here. And a lot of times women are isolated. A lot of times women don't know what, what to expect. They don't know what to expect in pregnancy besides the horror stories um, because they haven't watched it. They haven't watched it happen. They don't know what to expect with birth because, you know, they haven't experienced it themselves. They haven't, you know, if you, if you live in a rural village, you're probably going to be present at like the birth. Like we're going back, like, you know, a couple hundred years ago, you know, you're going to, you're going to at least have seen a birth or know what, you know, the basic mechanisms are we, or even if you live like on a farm, like we just, we live in cities. We don't, we're not exposed to that. Um, breastfeeding, you know, we don't experience, we don't see what breastfeeding looks like. And that is such a huge thing of being like, Hey, that's correct. That's not, that's going to give you pain. You know, these things of like these nuances that seem like, okay, I'll get there when I get there, but we don't have these experiences. We don't know what normal postpartum looks like. We also don't support women postpartum. Well, like, I mean, maybe your family comes to see the baby once, twice, you know, in those first couple of days, and maybe you have an amazing mo- mother-in-law or mom or, um, stepmom or grandma or whoever that comes and, and helps you out. Um, for those first couple of weeks, but that's still only one person. You don't have these people coming and bringing you meals, washing your dishes, cleaning your house, taking care of other kids. If you have them taking care of a partner, if they maybe need to be taken care of as well, <laughs> um, you know, so all of these things, we live in a society where pregnancy is isolating, birth is isolating, breastfeeding is isolating, postpartum is isolating, motherhood is isolating. And so instead of you being out on there on your own, instead of you going, turning to the Google searches and pregnancy books, instead of you going and doing like sorting through all of that, we say, okay, we've got you. We are this community and we're, you know, even if it is virtually, but we're going to take you through this step until you get to that point, you know, that for those first 12 months in this huge transitional time, it is such a transition and it, you know, I keep saying it's isolating, but it's, it's emotional and it's a beautiful experience if you think about it. But when we get so caught up in where we're at in it and in the little piece of saying, okay, it's so hard to look past to that next step and that next step and the next step, and you shouldn't have to, but that's why we're here to get you through that period and to make you feel supported and to make you feel like it's not all on you because I think a lot of times as women, we take a lot on our plates and we don't ask for help and we want to do everything on our own, but like you, you can't, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to, you don't, you deserve more than having to do things on your own. And, you know, I I think that if we really get down to it, that's one of the reasons that we do what we do is obviously nutrition is important. Breastfeeding is important, but get getting you to that point that you feel like you're not alone in this journey, in this transition, that you feel 
a positive experience in this journey and transition as opposed to a negative one. So (laughs) that was a little bit of a rant. It's so needed. We, we need help. Like I I hate, like, it's so hard for me to say it used to be so way harder for me to say, but I'm like, I need help. Like, and I know that's one of the first things in my group program that I have them do is say like, I need help. And I'm proud of myself for being here and getting the help and like saying it out loud. And I'm like that you just empowered yourself to get the help and the guidance that you need and that you get to get because you showed up for yourself. And I think that's the power here, especially during pregnancy is women should feel empowered. Like you literally just grew a human being out of an egg that you've been carrying around in your body since you were born. Like that's it. (laughs) It's just so crazy. So I love it guys. So um, where can we find you? Where can we sign up for the program? Like, share all the good stuff. Yes. So mama's maternal health on Instagram, you can email us at mama's maternal health at gmail.com or mama's maternal health.com is our website. (laughs) Um, but you can contact us through either of those. Um, our information for the healthy autoimmune pregnancy protocol is going to be through our Instagram or our website. So mama's maternal health.com. Um, and yeah, we are just, we're filling our roster And because it's a 12 month experience, um, it's going to be filled quite quickly. Um, And the reason why we have such a limited amount of room is because we do give so much to every single client, because this is, this isn't just like, here's your macros, let's lose some weight. This is like, this is like, this is an emotional time here. So we, we really value that. Um, and yeah, but you can contact us through anything. You can follow us, DM us and say, Hey, listen to you from Chelsea. And like, we'd love to connect with you. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, you connect us there, but Cassie, do you want, do you want to add? Um, yeah, I mean, you covered most of it, but yeah, um, this launch, we are accepting five people, five slots. Um, there are limited spots for 2021 in general, because again, this is a 12 month program and, it is, it, we put so much into you. We want to make sure you are getting that time. Um, but yeah, I think if you have any questions or you need a virtual hug, let us know. We'll be there for you. Um, DM us or email us either way. Um, we're there for you. And we'd love to hear from, from any and all of Chelsea's listeners. You guys are awesome and a great community. So, so good. Thank you ladies so much for being here. I love talking with you. You're amazing. And I'm excited. We'll have you back for sure. I love it. So good. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Of course.